Is there a more perfect guest for this podcast? Let's discuss. Welcome to Princess and Scoundrel, where we take you along our scrappily ever after from Fantasyland to Tatooine and everything in between. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steven. And we have a very special episode because we have a very special guest today. We started this channel because we love talking about Disney and Star Wars. And when we were trying to come up with a name, we try to find that similarity between the two. And we came upon our, our name, right? Because uh, I think it fit us both. We were both uh, a princess and a scoundrel and Dep- or scoundrel. Depending Either on one. the day, Exactly, right? depending on the day. <laughs> uh, so during our journey, we found the Halcyon, found Star Cruiser, fell in love, talking about it all the time. Star Wars, you know, Star Cruiser obsessed. Like beyond obsessed. Exactly. It's, oh, I love it so much. So then we find out that there is a book coming out about Han and Leia's honeymoon on the Halcyon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was one of the, as soon as we heard about it, we were like, we need to read this as soon as humanly possible. Like we could not wait to read this story. And it's just, it's perfect. It's the perfect thing I think for us to talk about. Uh, but the craziest thing is we didn't know the title of it. No. It wasn't until, you know, a, a little ways through that we found out. Right. After we had started the this podcast and then it was just kind of like, whoa. So <laughs> with that, we have a very special guest. It is the author of The Princess and the Scoundrel, Beth Revis. Beth, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to talk yes. to you. I know it's been a little, we've had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, <laughs> we were on the Halcyon, I think, when we were supposed to talk to you the first time. And it's just, we've gotten there though. We're here and we're so thrilled to have you on. That would have been an interesting one. Like we're talking to her from the bed there from the not from the, the bed. not from the bed from the cabin we'll say from the cabin from the cabin <laughs> right yeah so my first question is how did you get involved in this particular story i um i was super super lucky i actually um started working on this i heard the pitch in august and it really was just like a what if we have a honeymoon story we extend off return of the jedi would you be interested? And of course, I completely and utterly freaked out and was like jumping over the house like, yes, of course. Um, But I didn't actually start writing it until about November. And um, they, Star Wars gave me pretty much complete creative freedom. Like I had constraints with the timeline because the timeline already exists. So I had to make sure everything fit within the timeline. And then after that, they were just like, go wild, do whatever you want. And so I was able to... um, bring in my favorite Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi, and have the wedding take place on Endor, and then explore the Halcyon and also get to invent one of my own planet moons. And that part was just, it was just amazing. Oh, and it's, it's so good too. The book is incredible, but you have your own series of books. So what is the difference between creating a story that's completely your own and working in a expanding and evolving universe that's already existed for decades like Star Wars. 
I mean, in some ways it's a little easier because the characters exist, some of the worlds exist. Like, I don't have to do as much of the, the heavy lifting. Like, I already know Carrie's, or Leia's personality and Han's personality. I understand them. But then that same thing that makes it a little easier also makes it a lot harder because if I mess this up, the entire world will know because it, not only do I know Han and Leia, the entire world knows Han and Leia. And so if I mess it up, they're all going to know and they're all going to blame me. And that crushing weight of pressure, it's really, really difficult. <laughs> because I don't, I love the story. I love the characters and I don't want to mess any of it up. So, so there's definitely an element of, of that sort of pressure in my head. Um, but also it, it's, it's just a lot of fun to play around with these, these stories and these characters and, there's an element of research that goes into it. And I was actually just reflecting on this because I'm writing a, a historical novel for my next book that's coming out next year. And the level of research and the type of research I do for history is very similar to what I do for Star Wars or science fiction. Like those little details that you don't think about until you're actually digging into a story. Um, so yeah, it's, it's research and acres of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> You honestly, you nailed it though, because as we were reading it, you hear Carrie and you hear Harrison. It was, it was like, it was such a treat to be able to get to experience an extension of their story. Yeah. The, the aspect that I like was there was kind of that you saw the, a, a different aspect of, of Han, you know, or, and you see Carrie or, Leia, you know, we're referring yeah. to her name, but <laughs> Leia, her, her, uh, commitment to the cause. And it's just cool to see that within this story, there's, you could see the character even more building more, uh, because, you know, we know from the movies, but there's every little bit extra always helps like Help you know, shape, build, yeah, help yeah. shape those characters and how you you perceive them. So that's what I love about the books because when we watch the movies, we can see like the hand gesture or the eye movement or something like that. But when you write the books and read the books, you get to go into the characters' minds and really look at what they're thinking and feeling in a much deeper way. Yeah, which is a perspective that we didn't really get before. You can kind of guess, but you told us exactly what they're thinking, which was great. But on that, we know Han and Leia. You got to shape their love story, but we all know who they are. We know their origins. We know their endings, and the story takes place in the middle of that. So what existing knowledge did you use? You talked about a lot of research, and then did you leave any, like, callbacks or, in this case, call forwards? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did. I mean, one of the best parts about writing a Star Wars story is putting all the Easter eggs in and slipping in like the references to characters and settings and things like that. Um, and I mean, I started off as a fan before I became a writer of Star Wars. I was always a fan of it. And I keep looking over here because I have floor to ceiling bookshelves of all the Star Wars books that I have. <laughs> and I referenced everyone that I could possibly think of that would be linked to the story at all. Um, I think the first obvious one is the Shattered Empire comic. And I specifically had to use the first episode of that because that's where my timeline came from. The Shattered Empire comic picks up almost in the same place where my book picks up. And then it flashes forward to 21 days later when Han and Leia go separate ways for a temporary mission. And that means I had exactly 21 days to fit my whole book in. And I had to be aware that in those 21, at the end of those 21 days, those two 
people are going to be separated and go on different missions. So I definitely had to keep that part in mind. Um, but I also try to bring in some of their past and some of the history of it. So like the Han Solo movie, um, Kira, especially from the comics of uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, I drew a storyline from that that I really loved. Um, and with Leia, I, Claudia Gray's works were always referenced for me. Uh, the Princess of Alderaan novel, when she was getting married, but then I also kept in mind Bloodline and where Leia ends up on an emotional state to sort of connect everything together. I could talk for hours on this, so. <laughs> well, this is fascinating yeah. to me. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was, it was very cool, like, going through it, you know, the, the little callbacks that I've recognized and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's what that is. That's what, that's where that's from. Uh, so again, it's just, it's nice or it's, it's really cool to, when you're reading it to, you, you know, as a Star Wars fan, you know, you notice those callbacks. Whereas like, it's not necessary. You didn't need to know any of these things. And, you know, when you hear from somebody else saying, oh, did you notice this? You're like, now I want to go back and, you know, cause, cause I haven't, uh, I don't know the st story of Shattered Empire. But yeah. I know ex it exists, but it does give me wanting to like, oh man, this is like right there. Let me yeah. go read that next. <laughs> I know you're saying all these things and I'm like, should I, should I write this down? Like I need to go read these now because if they're all as good as this was, like I am in, this was, it was such a treat. And even like the Easter eggs, we were racing to, to read the book against each other. <laughs> and so there would be parts I'd be like, where are you? <laughs> so that we could talk about you know, Kira and some of the things that you put in there that just, we, we did not expect to see in this story. Yeah. And it was just such a treat, it like lights you up inside to, to discover these fun things that are just callbacks. Cause they feel, it feels personal. Like if you do know the callback, you're like, oh, I know about that. That's fun. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a bunch we missed because we haven't read the things that you used as reference. So no, I definitely wants, you know, continue the, like this did inspire like a me to, you know, want to read some more stories or, you know, or listen to them audiobook wise, but <laughs> audiobooks are so much uh, fun. Almost all of them are done as audio plays. And uh, the princess and the scoundrel audiobook has dual narrators and there's a special treat in the last chapter for them. I started reading it. And then because, you know, I, I traveled to work, so I have a quite a trip that it's nice listening to audiobook. And it was a nice little treat where you had, you know, the, the, I didn't even know that. The, the two uh, narrators, so. Aww. So it was cool. Well, now I gotta go back and listen to that part. <laughs> <laughs> this book is primarily based on the love story of Han and Leia, which is a different theme for a typical Star Wars story. It definitely feels like Star Wars. It's not like a romance novel, but what was it like to write a different type of genre for a Star Wars book? It was actually just so joyful. I loved getting to explore like the happiness and there's still an adventure. There's still some um, dire consequences and turmoil and things like that. But it was also just really joyful and full of love. And that part was so much fun. A lot of a lot of Star Wars deals with stories of hope. And if you have hope, that means you're going through something bad and you're hoping for the payoff. But this is the story of what happens after that, after the hope is met and you get to celebrate and have the joy and the wonder and all that good stuff. It was very interesting. It was like, okay, Return of the Jedi just ended, then what? And it's not an immediate, you go right into the next adventure necessarily. So that, that was really cool to see that side of the story, but then also just Han and Leia being Han and Leia. I think for me, uh, you know, I'm, it, it is like a kind of thing that I'm used to of like, oh, I need, you know, 
conflict. I need war. I need lightsabers and stuff like that. But it seeing Han kind of go through his story and this, you know, through this story, you kind of see that there is emotions behind it. And that was very much like kind of making me look at, you know, what I want and what, what I need type of thing and kind of the, the softer side. Uh, but it, it, it's really cool because, you know, sometimes you, you need that, right? Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed the book in that way, in that sense, where you kind of see the emotional side of something that you love, that, that there is like feelings behind it. And then, I mean, conversely for, for Leia too, seeing her feel conflicted about, not necessarily conflicted about her upbringing, but like how she was brought up and the world that she's living in now, what she thought the life she was going to live and the life that she is living is incredibly different. And so to see her carrying the weight of what happened to Alderaan into her career was, it was a interesting perspective that you don't necessarily think about. Like in the movie, Alderaan blows up, they move on. And here, like, she gets to sit in those feelings. And that was, it really, you're kind of like, oh, man, was I a jerk when I was watching that? And not thinking, like, that was devastating yeah. for her. So then to to see it play out in this story was just kind of like, oh, it just, you, it it was emotional. It was emotional to read. Good. That's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to make us cry. <laughs> I want to make you cry. <laughs> well, we loved it. But when you were writing this book, who were you writing it for? What audience were you thinking would be reading your your book? Uh, I I tried very hard not to think of an audience because that's where the crushing weight of pressure came in. Um, because, I mean, in my mind, I was like, who wouldn't want to read this story? It's the Han and Leia love story. Everybody in the entire galaxy would want to read it. Um, so that there was a, a little bit of pressure there. But actually, when I would go back and get like psyched out, in my own head about it, I would often think about me as a child because I grew up watching these movies. Um, I, I don't even remember the first time I saw them because my mom had them on VHS and they they just were always there. And so I, I don't remember life before Star Wars. Well, actually, Star Wars came out before I was born, so there was no life before Star Wars for me. Um, but, but I remember, like, as a kid, I would dress up like Leia, and I grew my hair long just so I could have the buns. And I had a PVC pipe that I painted red because I didn't realize that red was the bad guy symbol. And we would just beat – me and my brother would beat each other up with these PVC pipes. And, I mean, it was my childhood, and Han and Leia was – and their love was a part of it. Like, my Barbies weren't Barbie and Ken. They were Han and Leia. And so I wanted to to make little me proud and give, give a story that young me would have liked. We're appreciative yes. of that. Because, I mean, truly the story of Han and Leia, you don't get to see into their love story too much. And so being able to, like, as we were reading this, we're like, this is such a treat. We don't deserve this. This is amazing. <laughs> because it's a story that we've always wanted but never, I guess, thought we were going to get. And I think that's kind of a theme that we've had with a lot of the new things that are coming out in the Star Wars universe lately, like Obi-Wan and things like that. Yeah. Like these are stories that we want. We want to know the in-betweens and we're getting them. And it's just so beautiful and it's it's better than you could imagine it to be. Yeah. And so thank you for, for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just appreciative to Lucasfilm and all the readers who make it happen like... The, nobody ever has to take me for this. I will do this forever. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the Halcyon, it does take place. Some of it takes place on the Halcyon. And our show typically 
centers around the Disney parks and Star Cruiser. We talk <laughs> a lot about Star Cruiser on here. Um, do you do you go to Disney? How what's your history with the Disney parks? I wish I could go more often. I actually had a trip planned to go to Batu. Um, literally the April of the year the pandemic hit <laughs> and that oh, no. canceled and pushed back and pushed back. Um, and I just, I still haven't been able to go, but it looks amazing. And if you or anybody else has ever made a video on the Halcyon, I guarantee you I've watched it because <laughs> as I was holed up in my little office, I was watching every single fan video, every single little snippet that came out. I listened to y'all's show before the book was even titled, but I didn't realize that your oh. show was titled the same. <laughs> <laughs> that came from Lucasfilm, I promise. But like, I did everything I possibly could to research it. I've lived vicariously through you. <laughs> I would want to hear your reaction or like see your reaction to, you know, if you, since you haven't been seeing the, the, you know, the Falcon, because that for me is still like the, you know, breathtaking moment walking in there and, you know, having the, the ambient music playing and just walking up, seeing it, it's, it, you know, still gives me like little tingles, you know, thinking about it. like that, just that first time seeing it, you're just kind of like, wow, like it's here, it's real. You're so good on Instagram stories that whenever you do go back, like, please just take us all <laughs> along on your adventure. Because that's honestly like my favorite thing is to watch people experience like Galaxy's Edge or Star Cruiser for the first time. Cause I'm just like, you're going to have so much fun. And I'm just like, I'm like a little cheerleader, like a, like a proud mom. I'm like, go do this, go drink some blue milk, go drink this coffee. <laughs> I will absolutely record every single second of it, including when I pass out on the floor, which is definitely going to happen. <laughs> if you go between like April and November, yes, you will, because it's just so hot. There. <laughs> well, it depends on which one you go to, right? Yeah. If you go to Orlando, if you go to East, it's it can get quite toasty. Yes. Um, but also, thank you so much for watching watching our stuff. That's real. <laughs> every, every single thing. There was a moment, especially very early on when I literally had watched every single video of anything that anybody has done on the Halcyon. I watched every single one. And like YouTube was like, same. we have nothing else for you. I'm like, YouTube, what? <laughs> yeah. Same early days of, of Star Cruiser. It was just like, we could not get enough of it. Now there's been so many people that have gone that it's like, it's kind of harder to keep up with it. Yeah. But I mean, we still like, we have a friend group that shares like, there's this that's new on the Star Cruiser or there's this great blog or there's this wonderful podcast. And so we're still just constantly consuming, consuming. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you, we talked about this a little bit, but when you create your own world in your other books, you do whatever you want. But what was the process of imagining the Halcyon for this book? It was easier than you would think, considering I haven't been, because um, Lucasfilm provided me with a lot of the images, and I had maps, I had floor plans of everything that was, was there, and some ideas of what went beyond, because the Halcyon is not just a hotel, it's actually a ship in, in the universe. And so I, I was able to go past some of those crew-only doors and look at least what's on the map of what is there, like the engines, not just the engine room, but the engines themselves and the escape pods and those sort of areas as well. So to, to my mind, this is actually a real spaceship because my only experience of it is looking at the maps and the schematics and the floor plans and the early concept art. Um, so I was able to do all that research and um, 
was able to talk to some people who had been there and get some more of the little like details, like just how far away is this and get that perspective on it so that I could fill it in for the book. No, I, I think that was like, you did a fantastic job because as I was reading it, it, I almost, I didn't have to use my imagination. I just could like remember, oh yeah, that's where that's at. Oh yeah, that's where that's at. So it was like a, you know, perfect representation of like what is actually there. So if anybody is visiting it, reading it, it's, you know, it's the same. I could, I could have met, I could see where Han was standing or, you know, Leia was talking to people. So he's grumpily waiting for his, <laughs> his pastries, <laughs> which that was cool too, is that because, you know, on Star Cruiser, when people visit the Star Cruiser, the destination is to do an excursion on Batu, And so there's more of the food is aligned with, going to Batu on this because it's a cruise ship they kind of celebrate wherever whatever port they're going to and so that was cool to see that as well too yeah that, that was a way to be a little fun and also add in a few new things so I was able to add in new, new food and, and have the entire ship be themed around that and the climate simulator was the most fun on that because it's supposed to simulate where they're going and so I was able to not just do one but two different climate simulators when the ship changes course it was fun however I want to try those foods that like, I want the things I want to see all that like they have to have a special day where they have these foods right and, and, and you get to see these things so they should like maybe like on life day or star wars day <laughs> maybe they have it at galaxy's edge or something like that but yeah it was it was cool to see that and to just to see a little different side of the halcyon yeah. that was fun so you said that you were given maps and lots of details as much as they could provide you right when you're writing this did you get things about like the characters that are aboard the halcyon or maybe the ship's history as well yeah i was able to look into the ship's history um and actually had to take some back because I, there was so many cool details that i was just loading the book up with i was like oh and then this cool thing happens and they're like okay calm down <laughs> there's still a story to tell with Han and Leia. um but yeah i was able to look at a lot of the background and especially with captain uh, keevan and have some more information on her and a few a few pieces of um of the experience and some of the setting in the background, I was able to influence with the story and say where certain things came from. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there's a few things where I was able to explain where certain things came from through the story. Well, I think that was one of the nice things is, you know, again, we love, love the Halcyon. And you, like you said, you spoke on it enough that we got the feel, got the vibe of it. And then we got into our adventure. So I think that was like really cool. It's like you got these details, you got to see what's on it and and see these some of these characters and you want more on that, but then we still got more. Like we got more on top of that. You know, we got more adventure on top of that. So it was like really cool that uh, the mix of it, of, you know, of how the story went. So you mentioned that you have not yet been to Batu, So I'm assuming you have not yet been to Star Cruiser in person, right? But do you have plans on going eventually? Eventually one day. It's definitely the ultimate goal. <laughs> like, I will one day experience it. <laughs> you will. And you'll have your Leia buns. I will. You just got to go full Leia. Oh, It'll I'm going to have to recreate the wedding dress. Yes, oh. you have to. Yeah, it would be I'll perfect. Break out the sewing machine for this one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to shape two beloved Star Wars characters. You got to share a part of their story. We mentioned this that we wanted forever. We've wanted this story. 
what did it mean to be involved with telling that story? It It is the most important Star Wars story that I think I could have told. Um, previously, I wrote Rebel Rising, which was Jen Erso's. And I, I look back at some of the interviews I did then, and I would often say, like, I love Rogue One, but Return of the Jedi is still my favorite. And the reason why Return of the Jedi is still my favorite is Endor and Han and Leia finally becoming together. And that storyline just means so much to me on a personal level and a professional level. And getting to play in that story is one of the greatest honors of my life. And I don't think I'll ever get over it. And I'm still kind of freaking out that this has even happened and it's real and the book is out and people have read it. But it really is. It's the story that I've always wanted to be able to tell without daring to dream that I could. So it's it's a dream come true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you always kind of have, I guess, the the outline of it, if it's something you always wanted to tell, did you always have like, you know what, maybe this would happen and this would happen or did it really come together once they were like, all right, let's let's do this? Um, I didn't think of all the details because I didn't think of like before the Halcyon even existed, I never would have thought of them going on a honeymoon in that way. Um, but there, there are some things in the first few chapters, especially on Endor, like I've always wanted to write chapter six um, where Leia goes into the forest by herself and sees um, the funeral pyre that Luke made. And I've always wanted to get Leia's perspective on that element. Um, and I also really always wanted to end chapter one the way I did, where you know exactly what Han and Leia are going to be doing that night. I'm like, everybody knows. She went out with her hair down. We know what happened. So, <laughs> making that canon was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> We read it. I read the first chapter, I think, before you oh, yeah. started the book. And I was like, oh, this is a different kind of Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is it is a Star Wars story yeah. at the heart of it. It is definitely adventure and excitement and emotion and hope. Um, so it's not just like chapter yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. You did such a beautiful job of it. And it's just, I want to just reread it over and over again to live in in that beautiful part of a relationship where everything is so shiny and new and exciting, but you're still like figuring each other out and how you work together. And that's, I think what makes the beauty of this book is because it's so relatable to any relationship. Um, and then it also takes place partly on the Halcyon, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for writing this yes. book. I feel like you wrote it just for us. Um, I'm sure that's not the case, but <laughs> it, it felt so personal reading it and just we we absolutely loved it. And I think it's reignited our, our it's ignited our spark for for reading more Star Wars. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yes, and thank you. thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you mentioned you're working on a historical book. So what else are you working on and where can people find you online to follow along? Yeah. Um, so next fall, I'll have a young adult book um, called Night of the Witch, and it is about the real witch trials of Trier, Germany, um, but as if one of the witches was actually a, a real witch who can do magic. And then in keeping with my witchy themes, I'm also doing a serial novel that's happening right now. Um, I write one chapter a week, and each chapter of the novel um, is determined by a combination of dice rolls and reader votes. So it's kind of like a combination of a D&D &D game and a choose-your-own-adventure book. And it's happening right now on my Patreon and Kindle Vela. Um, people can find me at BethRevis.com or basically all social media at BethRevis. Perfect. Well, thank you, Beth, so much for being here. Thank this you. has been a true treat. And again, thank you for, <laughs> for the princess and the scoundrel. Yes. Thank you. thank you for reading and having me.
If you have not already read The Princess and the Scoundrel, we will leave links in the description so that you can get your own copy. And leave us a comment and let us know which Star Wars book we should read next. Princess and Scoundrel is part of the Think the Maker Network. So if you're looking for more Star Wars content, make sure you check out the guys at Think the Maker and go show some love for Mike Forrester over at Armor Party. Until next time.